You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I'm your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanonfilm.com, click on Podcasts, and you'll find the Batman Podcast Network that has a whole list of other Bat-related shows that also like to dive into other nerdy subjects that all of us, including Peter Vera, love to frolic about in our free time. Pete is a frolicker. Don't believe him when he says he's not. Also... Batman Book Club is on Patreon. If you like what's going on with the show and you want to help support the show and keep those generators running in the Wayne Manor study, join the uh, members that have already um, signed up on Patreon and supported the show at patreon.com slash the Batman BC. Now, thank you for listening to episode 154, Eye of the Beholder. The Eye of the Beholder. Joining me on this show, you know this guy's voice. He helped me uh, create... DC Universe Infinite, that earworm that is stuck in everybody's ears now. Um, he's a rad dude. He's a rad friend. Uh, TM. Justin Kowalski. Justin, welcome back. It hasn't been that long. It hasn't been that long. I'm yeah. going to destroy Pete with my appearances. <laughs> I'm I'm like a, I'm, it's the tortoise in the hair. You know, he's the hair and he's, he's way out in front of me. But I see him. He's got yeah. them sausages in his pockets and I'm catching up. <laughs> Um, he's yeah. always he's always loaded with with boudin pockets boudin, taking breaks boudin pocket. <laughs> we call him bp so yeah, yeah man i'm excited to to come back and talk one of my favorite Ooh. stories i don't know if Ooh. it's i, I was to say is it, is it a forgotten story i feel like it's revered amongst like a certain age group of batman comic fans but um it know. is I think it is by far more known by its cover than the contents inside. Oh, that's fair. Okay, yeah, because I think the co- and we'll like the cover was used for like a you know best of this character. I don't know why we're burying yep. the lead. Best of let's, two. Let's just <laughs> we got to do a, a needle drop. You know, yeah. we just got to drop that music in right here and let's talk about the eye of the beholder. This story is actually found in Batman Annual number 14, volume one, cover by the great <laughs> Neil Adams. That's right. Uh, everybody, everybody has seen this cover. If you think that you haven't, you have seen this cover. So that's what we were just alluding to. But it was released in 1990, written by Andrew Helfer, with art by Chris Sprouse or Spruce. I apologize. Sprouse. Um, Sprouse. Okay, good. Yeah. There we go. That's why <laughs> Justin's here. Um, almost had to go to the the book club chris s but um <laughs> it was released physically surprisingly can't find it just digital on its own instead you've you got can. to look into some uh collections so the two-face 75 years celebration hardcover i uh, was also released and in, in, included in the batman caped crusader volume three trade paperback and then the batman featuring two-face and riddler trade paperback from oh the mid 90s that's a cool cover. I don't remember that trade, but looking it up online, that's um, that's what I found. So, Justin, which version 
did you read for this episode? No lie, Ryan. I wish that I was able to find a digital copy somewhere. I had to (laughs) dig. I had to dig, man, through my archaic like comic book organization system. And I pulled it out, pulled it out like a few months ago, actually. I was like, hey, this is a story that I want to do because I couldn't find it digitally. But yeah, I'm using my my floppy, bro. Yeah. Floppy just likes to smell that floppy. And I specifically remember buying this as a young buck. Um, you know, I didn't have a, a certain reading order back then. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna buy every Batman comic you can find, and it just said Batman, so I bought it. They had no idea what an annual was, you know. It was like Batman number 14, that's weird, and it cost me more money than usual. <laughs> so, you know, two bucks back then. It was so, two um, bucks. What's, yeah, what's yeah, the ad on the back? Oh gosh, it's like Capcom. Capcom ad the always the, the best game ads. Yeah, uh, it's for a game called Viper, and it's all code name Viper. You're the drug lord's worst nightmare. <laughs> so what oh, I used yeah. to love, okay, so that's actually just like the game itself is staged on a table and stuff. I loved it when they, when stuff like that would include like art around the game or art, like almost like an artist depicted a scene of the game. So it's like mm-hmm. that look is what you expected when you played the game. And you're like, no, 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 dude. Uh, the, the graphics are not that good. So there's it's not so many like funny like ads. <laughs> there is actually some really great ads in this story. And there's one page in here uh, that you're just, this story is pretty dark, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. like what the heck's going on? And all of a sudden there's like this double page comic book ad for a video game called Bonk's Adventure. You're like, yeah. it just throws it just throws <laughs> you out of the whole, the whole story. You're like, well, that was a weird choice, man. You know, but it, yeah, anyways, that, my floppy that, smells great. That's something that I wish, and I know it wouldn't, and I do remember, I just had to type it in, uh, the look of Bonk. For Bonk's Adventure. Yeah. Um, I do wish, and I know it would never happen, but like in some of these digital uh converting these issues digitally and stuff, I so wish that they would include ads at the time. Yeah. That they would include the questions in the back from the time and everything like that. Just because yeah. well, it's a nice little time capsule. Um, and that's just the benefit of why, you know to seek out digital because those are just like a lot of fun. When I read some of my floppies and stuff, it's awesome to look back at that stuff. Uh, I had to settle digitally. All right. Hoopla. This is the greatest app of all time. The yeah. two face 75 years celebration hardcover okay. included some really great uh, two face stories in there, including Batman annual. So the, a total regret of mine is that at my comic shop, um, this was, this is uh, probably like two years ago. It's so long before you and I ever had this on the agenda um i did see this issue and i oh. hesitated and it was very affordable and in great shape really? and i just i hesitated i was like what's ah, affordable because I, I don't even know the value on this book <laughs> i don't know the value either but i could have swore that it was like maybe seven okay um i have no idea if that's what the going rate if that's a couple bucks more or if it's cheap i don't know um maybe it's gone up since neil adams passed because this is before yeah. he passed oh. too and I just, and then when I went back to see if it was still there, so I'm like, I should just buy it. This cover alone. And yeah, it wasn't there. And I haven't seen one. Oh. I haven't seen one since. Not that I've been on the hunt necessarily, but um, it would have been cool. I've been known to buy a floppy knowing we're going to talk about it on here if I don't have it. Uh, do you remember, just Kowalski, when you first yeah. read this issue? Yeah. when I, I mean, when I got it back that summer, that when it summer was new? of 90. Yeah. That's, I bought it right off the, yeah, I was going to say, I bought it. At a 7-Eleven. I went inside. My wow. dad was getting some. My dad was getting something at 7-Eleven. You got a I slushie in. and a Batman yeah. comic. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say I didn't buy it. My dad bought it. He's like, whatever yeah. you want. You know, so I grabbed. I remember I grabbed this. And I 
I'm trying to remember. I, I, I visually remember that day, like getting in and getting into his Jeep and like, oh my gosh, what the heck is this? And I remember him him going, oh, that who's that guy? You know, because <laughs> my dad yeah. had no idea who Two-Face was, right? <laughs> wasn't wasn't on the 60s show. He, he yeah. had no idea, you know? And so, um, yeah, I read it that um, that day, probably. And, and it was wild because um, <laughs> this was probably the first time I saw a, a man's uh, butt <laughs> illustrated in a comic <laughs> book. And I was like, what am I reading? You know, I felt kind of a... Uh, yeah, there's a button here. Is this okay what? that I read this? <laughs> yeah. A butt! So um, anyways, yeah. So, so speaking yeah. of our friend, Peter Vero, he actually Ooh. called me today. Uh, and I talked to him and I told him that you and I are recording and talking about this issue. When did I first read this? Justin, I don't know. I told Pete and this, I think this totally goes in with the cover conversation. I don't, I've known this cover for, you know, for years, seen this cover for years uh, and could have sworn I've read this. Could have sworn like a few years ago that I read this, but then I don't, I couldn't have told you anything that happened inside the book. Really? So I'm like, Pete, I feel like this is just one that I would have had to have read. But if I sit there and say, yeah, I'm sure I've read it, but yet I don't know what happened inside of it. Did I really read it? <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I don't like none of this seemed familiar. Of like, oh, yeah, duh, or anything and reading it for this time. So yeah. this is a total anomaly to me wow. to where maybe what- I have to ad- just for the record it's like well then i have to say this is my first time but i don't feel comfortable i don't feel comfortable i feel like i'm lying if i say this is my first time but i don't remember when i read this before at first i thought that pete was trying to like wiggle in on this oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> special guest, chime in now. Uh, Peter Arvera, everybody. <laughs> oh, it was one of the greatest tours. I love this. Neil Adams did the cover. Yeah, Neil Adams. I met him. Kowalski. Yeah, there you go. Pete, Pete Vera. Drop one of those. There he is. And he's gone. Just like that. Um. So, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know when I first read this. Uh, God knows. And he's keeping track of these comics that I read. <laughs> so he saw, put that back. You know, there's a yeah. man's butt in there. <laughs> yeah. I don't succumb not, to it like Justin did. Not for your eyes, young man. Uh, um, I'm actually trying to find this on Hoopla right now. And I can't <gasps> seem to find it, whatever. Just because I, I did have a question uh, about sure. the readability of certain things. Like there's a lot of handwriting in in this book. And like, you know, like it's Batman's notes. And I feel mm-hmm. like the ink got real heavy in the printing process. So some of the words were really hard to make out when I was reading it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Did, uh-huh. Like, I don't remember it being so difficult to decipher certain things because it's it's kind of like that year one note style. Oh, but see. the inks are really thick. And so I was so, like, oh, did the digital sh- clean it up a little bit? I'm showing Justin. It's pretty legible Really uh, okay, on, on my me, iPad digitally. And you're looking it up yourself. So Wait, you'll let me see it, it again. Up, but... Sorry, I was looking at my screen. No, I was trying to. Yeah. Oh yeah, that does that seem way... a lot clearer than yours? Yeah, man, it's so weird. And I'm trying to look it up on Hoopla, and it's it's giving me Archie comic books. I'm like, what the? Code? Oh, yeah. So yeah, because mine is really look at that, bro. Ah, don't bend it. Look at how muddy it kind of looks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not so, intricate. Yeah, um, so I'm like, so I was curious. I was curious, like, uh, the, the, how the quality is digitally on here. Everything looks pretty good. Yeah, pretty crisp and clear. The colors, um, mm. you know, sometimes you see some blotches. There's a weird spot which we'll get to. Uh, 
where Harvey's eyes are blue mm. and not just like the the pupils, like the entire eyeball is just like a blotch of blue on each side okay. or something. Um, so we'll get to, I'll, I'll flip through it and get to that. But otherwise it's, yeah, it looks really good. And so it's here. They just, I don't, I'm just kind of surprised that it's not available um, digitally on its own. Yeah. It's so it's surprising weird. Like, yeah. There's some, there's some annuals that are on DC universe. You're like, why is that on there, man? Yeah. I don't know. It's a choice. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, you mentioned this, um, that this one has been on the calendar for quite a while, but why Batman annual number 14, the eye of the beholder? Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, as we <laughs> I feel like, I think it's getting harder and harder for me to find like, what's a Batman story that I want to talk about that. Oh, is, it, that has... is this near the end of you on the Batman book club? No, no, no. Oh, but it, it, okay. No, not at all. And, but it, it did. It, it kind of <laughs> like with your, blessing, <laughs> with your blessing, uh, it was like, I, I, I think I got stuck in this, like, it has to be a, you know, a multi-arc story. Like it has to be like mm. issues one through six of Legends of the Dark Knight for it to be considered. And I was like, and I think I was like, hey, man, I love this Batman annual. Uh, and it was just a random. There was no reason like there was no initiative with the annuals that year. This was just like, hey, this is Batman, a Batman year one ish like story. Yeah. Putting it in an annual. Have a cool take. Here we go. And I just I always loved it. It was like it was like my first. Um, I think this is the first time I ever read a two face story. And so it was like, oh, I got his origin and everything from the get go. You know? Yeah. My my only real Harvey Dent information was from Batman 89. Right. And looks a little different <laughs> than ghosts than, uh, and you know. goblins yeah yeah and so uh, like and but i read i read year one and everything around the same time because you know once that movie came out i just started getting like what i could but i remember i got a a, a thing called batman collection one batman collection two and they were just these slip covers that threw like the greatest hits of batman in there so i got like yeah. dark knight returns batman year one uh catwoman her sister's keeper <laughs> some random like you know, it's based in that era, though, too. It was like, oh, this is what Selena did after year one, got trained and stuff by, you know, Wildcat and stuff like that. So anyways, um, so I was kind of aware, oh, I know who Harvey Dent is. Didn't know Harvey Dent was Two-Face. Mm. So it was kind of cool. Like, oh, that's yeah. the same guy from year one. And so in in a pretty, like, I think a good amount of time, I was able to get, like, his story. And so... Yeah, I mean, going back to that, I was like, I it's like I had a, an awareness of who Two Face was. Oh, that's a Batman yeah. bad guy. I know that. But then reading the story was like, oh shoot, this is that's that guy. <laughs> you know, I didn't know it was our yeah. You know, so yeah, so it was really cool to. And then like all of a sudden, Lonely Place of Dying that came out, and I was able to. Oh, there's freaking he's everywhere. <laughs> this yeah. guy, this guy's you know, I didn't know who he was. He's a big deal apparently in these comics. Won't forget Army now. Dead. Yeah. He, uh, I, I do say, and I said this last, last episode with Bill of pick a Batman book. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Whether it be a long story or not, there's something that is sometimes it's refreshing when it is one issue. Yeah. And that's what we're <laughs> going to talk about. Like, it's, it's not like, 192. <laughs> Cause you know, just a little bit of like, it's refreshing. Sometimes I can maybe even read it twice before recording the bigger stories. It, I don't have the time to where I can read it a 12 issue yeah. thing twice and stuff. And also there's so much to cover in a 12 issue story in a you know, to try to do in a respectable amount of time. Whereas one yeah. issue, it's like, we can, we can take our time yeah. to hit on the point. So 
And then for this one, I mean, too, it was a, a refresher for me. So I feel like we were. So let's just go to the cover itself and how yeah. I did say that I I believe the cover is known much more so than the contents inside. And so I probably yeah. interrupted where you were going with yeah. anything else you wanted to add about that. Yeah, the cover, like, I didn't even know it was um Den- uh, Denny O'Neill. It was Neil Denny O'Neill, yeah. His only cover he drew. I didn't know it was Neil it. Adams <laughs> for the yeah. longest time until, like, oh, I knew who Neil Adams were. And, like, I remember, I think it was a Wizard magazine. It was, like, some great images by Neil Adams. And I was like, hey, that's that comic. What? And I didn't I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even know, you know. One yeah. thing I love about this cover, like, I mean, it's it's really greatly rendered. But, like, when you get, and it's, it's a close-up shot to those who can't see it. Look it up, uh, Batman Annual number 14. But when you get to like the details of the, the, the other side of, of his, you know, the scarred side. Yeah. His tie has flamingos on it. Yes. Oh it's my gosh. So... I was I was waiting for you to end your sentence so I could say the flamingos <laughs> on his tie, but yeah, there you go. I, yeah. I, I love it. You know, it's, it's so silly. Like I'm sure they were like, Hey, we just need a headshot of, of Harvey Dent two face. Oh, okay, cool. And Neil Adams drew it up. He's like, this is perfect. I'm Neil Adams. Yeah. So, <laughs> like just you're getting what you get so this almost feels a little bit like the in-between of neil adams's journey with gotham characters too mm. of because he's so good late 60s and early 70s and then i think you know 2010s on it's like you know batman odyssey and stories after that yeah. we were starting to like ah, just didn't feel like not as appreciated by us as yeah. other works. I think this hits right in the middle of those two to where it's still like, yeah, this is still really good. Neil Adams. You can see there's a little yeah. bit of, it's a little bit of evolution. Yeah. yeah um, but it, it looks good. Like you could throw this up and be like, yeah, Neil Adams, Neil Adams art like, right here. Yeah. I feel like he, I don't want to say he got worse. I think his style got a little looser and yeah. messier as he went on. Like his 70 stuff's like, it's like immaculate, but like you mm-hmm. get to, you know, he got older and stuff, and you know, maybe he was like, "Yeah, this is what I want to do." A little, I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I, not not a huge fan of like how where his art went, work went. This, on, but anyways, as far as point in his career, can't be grouped into that '70s era. But as far as like the look itself, I think it totally be grouped into that era yeah. of like as yeah, some more um, top notch Neil Adams work. Yeah. As for the story itself, Ooh. you mentioned. Uh, year one and Legends of the Dark Knight. And I think this fits right in with both of those. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I wrote that down as, as a note for me that there's something about the art in those Legends of the Dark Knight stories, um, that series, which I continually praise on this show. Check them out on DC Universe Infinite. Infinite. Uh, there's like a look almost like a little bit of like a simplistic look to them and that's not to that's meant as like a positive uh a positive note and i think the look of this really fits in with that era and of course it is like roughly it you know it is that around that era um but then also with year one man commissioner gordon i just got page after page Mm -hmm. this looks like year one gordon from as Kelly. mm-hmm yeah, they did. Yeah, so I don't know if you're if you know who Chris Sprouse is, but like he he's he's definitely has like a, he's got a very clean style mm-hmm. of what he does. Um, he is a I think he's just a great storyteller. Um, his 
his um like his characters all look like oh they're all related <laughs> but i don't know he's got a style to it like he definitely has a a way he draws um and um he was one of the first artists actually where i recognized his style cuz um hmm. I mean, he drew a um a justice league international quarterly uh story one time i was like oh that's the guy who drew Two-Face. I remember I remember like <laughs> getting the book and compare like oh, that's his name. I didn't, you know, cuz back then you didn't really know the names as much. Like at least yeah. I didn't. And so um yeah, so he he did he 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 did the thing called the, it was a Booster Gold's new team called the Conglomerate and he drew the story and I remember that. But um yeah, man, he he he's done a lot of stuff uh you know in um at DC. Um I know he did like Legionnaires. I'm trying to think of some other things that he did, but like he did just an incredible like well, I just, I just incredible job it up. Yeah, yeah. He did some issues of Action Comics, the volume oh, okay. two. Uh he did do Batman Legends of the Dark Knight number twenty seven. Uh oh, Legends of the Dark Knight Volume Two, number 10, 2013. He did an issue of Batman sixty six, Batman the oh. Return of Bruce Wayne, number one. Oh. But that doesn't look that doesn't look right. Because I thought that was uh Kubert. Yeah, maybe the return did, he of ink, did he ink it or something? Maybe, yeah, something like that. But then he's also got uh Hammerlock, Human Target. These are DC books. Yeah, and then yeah. Justice League America Annual number five, Justice hey, League Europe, oh, Justice yeah. League Quarterly, Legion of go. Superheroes, uh Multiversity Secret Origins, Volume Two, number forty seven, um, Who's Who in the DC Universe. Yeah, I got I Tom got, Strong. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He did do Tom Strong. Um, that's right. So uh he did the Two Face entry in the Who's Who. Who's Who, yeah. Yeah, so they're they're probably like, hey man, you did this great annual. Have you do? It's around the same time too that stuff. So, you're familiar with this work. I am not, so I'm a yeah, fraud. Yeah. So, um, and um, I, something about that first page underneath the eye of the beholder. Yeah. I think the Harvey Dent side, maybe a little bit, and the other two that looks like animated series Harvey Dent. Oh me. yeah. Like that, that face, like, um, not including like the hair, I just really see, uh, Bruce Tim's Harvey Dent design. Yeah. I mean, um, it could have inspired it, you know, while they were putting it together, you know? Yeah. So this was actually in looking this up to, this was the first, um, Harvey Dent origin story post crisis. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, I guess who's who, but I mean, that was, Anybody who's not familiar with who's who, that's almost like a quick bibliography or biography of characters in the DC universe yeah. post-crisis, given their quick this and that and everything. Um, but this was the first like origin story of Two-Face post-crisis. And yeah. I think it's really interesting how many elements of this story, um, they brought in a, the boss Maroney they brought from mm. the origin of from Detective Comics 66. Uh wife gilda also called grace once in this yes and then how much from this story we can see used in the batman the animated series two-parter two-face as well as like mostly used a little bit of remixed for the long halloween a lot of elements yeah look at that hardcover isn't that it's a lovely hardcover yeah yeah smell it this is the first this is the first uh printing of the hardcover so it's probably worth a lot of money I bought mine on YouTube a couple years ago. So Justin's holding up the long Halloween. <laughs> so we're not going to talk Batman annual 14 anymore. Let's yeah. talk the long Halloween. <laughs> I was just like, it was you there. pulled up the, the hardcover because I have 
that book in uh trade i have the individual issues i have the absolute i'm like i love the cover of that hardcover i want the regular size first edition hardcover and i actually found it on ebay pretty damn affordable a few years ago booyah yeah do you feel like that it this annual kind of can work in the conceit of what was going on the long halloween do you think it absolutely yeah 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 i I don't think it's like a different angle of it you know yeah and so I was surprised in reading this as well. So just breaking it down right to one thing. So man, 152 episodes ago, uh, (laughs) Aquaman, Eric Holzman was on here and we talked the long Halloween. One thing I said in that, I believe was in the long Halloween, we didn't have much big, bad Harv. I don't think it was Mm -hmm. just a man pushed too far. Yeah. This comic has, I think, you know, under the surface has that big bad Harv waiting to emerge yeah. that I think they really capitalized on in the animated series and the long Halloween. I just feel like it didn't have a, a bunch of that. And that's not yeah. like a big negative or anything for me, just no, different interpretation. But here, that's just what I noticed right away, too, is, well, I wonder, you know, I wonder if we see a development over time. And I think that's an element here that I, I just feel like they embraced more for the TV show. So I can definitely see this yeah. book's influence yeah. on the TV show. Yeah, you for sure get the psychology of mm-hmm. of his breaking point. And I think that's what was like as I think when I read it as a kid, you know, it it didn't click with me as much. It was just like, yeah. oh my gosh, there's this thing. But like when I I mean I've read it multiple times over, you know, my life. Um but yeah I just remember it really sticking with me probably in my mid twenties. I was like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, like this guy he he he's dealing with the 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 effects of his father, you know, you know, beating him up, being an alcoholic, you know, ga- you know, gambling, whatever. Um his unhappy childhood and it was this like this thing he wrestles with. And they mentioned like, hey, he went through it through school. He was always in trouble. Um, as far as you can remember, so I'm dating you yeah. here, aging mm-hmm. you. So how old were you when you read this in the summer of ninety? 11 12 yeah something yeah. like that okay around there were you able to pick up on the sudden because i don't think it's completely blunt it's not like there's a panel of his dad like punching him in the face as yeah. a kid or anything like that but it's definitely hinted hinted there when he's flipping the coin and you see there's a different kind of text bubble with a different color and a different font and stuff and it's mentioning but i'm a good boy and and stuff like that and yeah nodding up toward his kid. dad okay as a kid, that's what i, I wonder yeah, I, I and I, you know, I mean, years ago, so I'm like, I don't know. Sure. I like, I don't remember so much that. <laughs> I just remember as a kid, I just like, I remember like, there's a dude's butt. <laughs> like, that's what's <laughs> that's what stuck out. And then that, that I thought Batman looked like he was Adam West. I remember thinking, like, oh, it kind of looks like the TV huh. show Batman. You know, there was some, there was some stuff that, you know, and I remember um, w- wishing there was more of Two Face in it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I really, you know, you know, as we get into the book, like, oh, there's where's this where's this bad guy at on the cover? He wasn't in it, you know. Yeah. And so I had to really appreciate it when I reread it, like later on, like probably my late teens, you know, and like I said, that's when I first reread it. I think I was like, oh, man, that book was what was this? This book was good, wasn't it? Like, I remember it was Two Faces story. I want to read it again. You know, you know, you flip through books like I'm going to read. So. Um, but yeah, I think I really got the gist of it though. in like my, my mid twenties, I kind of really appreciated what, 
what they were doing and understood like again like the psychology of the story you know how he gets pushed so yeah um, so so yeah man but um I don't know. Do you want to get into like the get into it? Yeah, let's just get into of it. the nitty gritty of what you want to touch on first. Well, yeah, well, I mean, there's there's like there's actually so much um going on here. Like you you do have the it's it's like the it's like a year one ish, year two ish, where you have this newly established relationship between Batman and Gordon. They're dealing with the serial killer. Um and they're like the only guy who's gonna be able to put this guy away is Harvey Dent, right? And mm-hmm. then, and this guy, Doctor Klemper, he's 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 like it's like he's gruesomely <laughs> murdering like senior citizens, right? And yeah, um, and which so, did you have the typo as well of when Batman confronts him? Um, rolled off Klemper, R U L D O P H. Oh, let me see. Where? So this would be page eight when Batman confronts him and at the bottom of the page says Clem- and Klemper says Klemper, Dr. Ruled off Klemper. And I'm like, Rudolph. that's a weird name. Rudolph. And then I saw later later on it was Rudolph. He was it, mentioned Rudolph. I'm like, oh, so we got a typo here. Where, where's Rudolph. the typo at? Batman is jumping down. So at the bottom of the page, yeah. eight, when Batman's facing Klemper, yeah. Klemper says Klemper, doctor, yeah. and it says R U L D O P H. Is yours spelled correctly? Ruled off. Yeah. I think that's the correct with the R U L. Ruled off. His name's Rudolph. Like later on in the in the issue, they even call him Rudolph, R U D O L P H. And when I looked oh, really? him up online, his name is R U D O L P H. So there's a typo at the, there. Uh, it I, I just threw off me is, off. I, I, I read him as like an English gentleman kind of doctor in Gotham. I didn't read, so I I was like, oh, it's Rudolph, Doctor Rudolph Klemper. <laughs> like that's how kind of how like sure. I was. That's how I was reading it, it but I didn't. It's catch not a big deal. Was... It just threw me off because I thought like I was like, huh, that just sounds different. My whole then... life has been a farce and a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, later on, I mean, they do somebody. His name's mentioned like only one other time. His first name's mentioned only like one other time later on. It's yeah, Rudolph. And then when I looked him up online, it was Rudolph. Yeah. So um, there you go. We've all learned yeah. something today. Wow. Okay. Now I'm gonna be like looking all. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. So all right. Um, so anyways, he's yeah. a brutal elderly person serial killer yeah he's that's and, mean yeah and then you find out he's like a doctor and and, and and so like oh shoot he's very precise with it and so yeah so they they have to they're, they're they're like he leaves no clues behind and that's the part that's hard especially again early batman knowing this is early batman he's not doing the detective work like he probably should gordon's like even's like man just kill this guy and he's even one on one, he admits it to Batman because he's like, Oh, yeah, that's the best part. Yeah, yeah, that's the best <laughs> you can't part. Catch me. He's, he's so confident in his uh-huh. ability to skirt being uh caught, he confesses to Batman. And it's almost like what Batman's inner monologue is so great in this because he it's like he's wrestling with like, if there's anyone I would break my rule for, it's it's right now. I mean, this is. Again, pre all the crazy Joker stuff, probably there's there's probably one inter- interaction before you know. I'm I'm guessing he's he's dealt with the Joker at this point in his life, but right now he's like the worst person I've ever dealt with. That's making me consider breaking my rule of not killing is this Doctor Klemper chap. And I should <laughs> you gonna know? break your one rule, yeah. you know. And then he he's like he considers it, and so 
so him and Gordon you ha- even have a conversation about like it'd be really easy to take this guy out Batman I would I wouldn't even you know that's how much they're sick of this guy because they know he's guilty but they know he's going to get away with it because there's not a lot and so they're like the only way we can put this guy down is Dent but mm-hmm. Harvey even, Dent yeah and they're they're even they're not even they're not even like that like confident in his ability to do it and so and because he doesn't really but, have much he just kind of feels yeah. and he even feels and I like that we do get the scene in the courtroom where he's you know we're seeing Harvey Dent in action but you're even hearing I think it's you're even hearing Gordon uh talking about basically like we know where we stand with this and we I think we I don't know if we hear Bruce's or uh Harvey's like internal monologue of like the jury like we just know where the jury's at this isn't it's we got to do our best, but we know yeah. the outcome here. But the public wants this guy to go down because they're yeah. like, this guy's killed old he folks, you know. And so once, so anyways, guy, the guy's innocent, and everyone just loses their mind, and they want, they want to take him out. They want to take Harvey out, and so Harvey I has found, the inner. Oh yeah, go something on. I found really fun in that courtroom scene though is that Batman's in incognito there in the courtroom yeah yeah he's, he's very close looking to like he is in the long halloween when he's in the courtroom with morona oh uh, he's got a stocking cap blue coat yeah. uh some yeah. sunglasses and a beard and yeah you look in the the courtrooms like there it's a purple um stocking cap but otherwise glasses coat big old beard like i don't know to me of course anything because it always comes back to the long halloween Oh, I just noticed yeah. that right away. And I was like, oh, look at that. Oh, my God. That's Matches Malone right there. So Matches oh, Malone. One, one of the things I want before we skipped it is like when the cops are like, they want to kill this guy because they know he's bad too. And there's name, they're yeah. Marshalls, Marshall and Rogers for the name of the police. Yeah. Officer. Nice, nice little, yeah. uh, nice little nod to Marshall. Absolutely. Rogers, yeah. So, so it's again, you get another encounter with Klimper. Now, this time he confesses everything to Dent, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just like, all right, I'll tell you how I did it, but I'm innocent and I'll deny it. And this is the part that was like, I remember when reading this again, like again, when I had my, Oh yeah, this guy is like the impetus for him to give in to his like psychosis, like, Oh, my dual, my dual personalities. Cause Dent's like, how do you do that? How will you, how do you beat like the polygraph? How do you beat the test? And cause he's like, Cause I'm two different people. I'm the nice upstanding doctor, but I'm also this demented serial killer. And I've created two separate people. And it's like Klimper can almost see that in Dent. You know, he's just like, he's, he's even going, I've liberated him. I've given him freedom. You know, I've, I've set him on his path. He's kind of yeah. excited that he's created this monster. And so it it's like the Joker in, in the dark night. He just gives that push. Yeah, He, just gives, him that <laughs> he push. gives the push. And so it's kind of it's like oh man there, you know Harvey's been dealing with this he's he's dealing with like um, you know trying to reconcile with his father the whole reason he he reconciles with his he's trying to reconcile with his dad is because he feels bad remember like because the murders yeah. the, all the elderly people are being murdered and so he feels like maybe I should make a reconnection with my dad and then he gives me this coin that he you know as a kid that I had and and so and so there's that part of the story because his dad would flip the coin and if it came up tails. You're not going to get beat tonight. Yeah. Comes up heads and it's a, it's a trick coin. And so, you know, that's why his dad has all these coins anyway. So, but he's feeling like, Hey, my dad gave me this gift. And then the anger steps back in. And so that you already mentioned it, the whole, um, you know, the different voices as he's dreaming. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's the part he woke up. He woke, he wakes up like dreaming and, and having these nightmares. And that's where Gilda, AKA grace 
It's like, what's going on? Are you okay? And he's just having these terrifying dreams of, of his, his split, his split nature. And so the, I'm a good boy. No, I'm a bad boy. You know, like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, pretty, I mean, this is, this is a pretty like, uh, um, wild comic book. When you think about it, like just off the stands by this Batman book, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, uh, deep. good, a good boy doesn't do bad things. A bad boy doesn't do good things. Like that's the back and forth where it's just like, there's, I don't like that's drama. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's something about it. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess. And I, I, it's just something interesting there. And I think the suppressed memories, the suppressed, yeah. um, Obviously, I mean, Two Face. We've always known inspired the creation of it inspired by uh, Jekyll and Hyde, uh, yeah. And uh, the thought that there is like inside everybody is almost like a different kind of version. Like when you have those moments of road rage or something like that, it's like, oh, that's that's your big bad Harv. Um, yeah. Except big bad Harv, his isn't just for a quick five minute spurt when somebody cuts you off in traffic. His is like, no, he's here to stay. Um, but I'm just trying to keep him, keep him suppressed, except he doesn't even know that that's really there until we open up the story. And he has like, you know, those nightmares. And then he has with that on his mind, he has a guy who's kind of pushing him more towards like, you can kind of get away with whatever. If you just let that guy out, just let him out. And that's how you, you know, that sort of deal. So it, it starts to sound appealing. And all of a sudden the struggle to suppress this thing is like well what if i just let him out it's going to be easier on me period yeah uh and that's those kind of stories with harvey in two-face and those are really interesting because yeah. there's just a lot to kind of latch on to um and it's deeper than just i'm flipping a coin and i want to rob a bank at 222 on second street on March 2nd, but you know, stuff like that, like February those are fun 2nd. gimmicks. Yeah. 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 There you go. Like those are fun. And there's comics with stuff like that. And that's fun and everything. But I think what can, you can really go further with a story with a much deeper seed, like, like this, which is why yeah. it makes it, this is like a 50 page comic, but it's like, yeah. feels like a lot. There is, I mean, there, <laughs> cause there is, a, there is actually a lot going on, but it, it's not, it, it's not overwhelming, but you're like, man, this is, this isn't like a, uh, that's why I think it resonates with me and it stuck with me so long because it's not just a throwaway one-off comic. I feel like this sure. is, we were talking off air a little bit. This to me is like, if you had to put a collection of stories together that count, this has to be in there. Yeah. This story counts. This isn't like a, eh, you know, whatever it's, a, it's, we had an assignment. This, there's a lot of weight in it. It, it, it helps define who, you know, two faces as a character. Like it's a must read type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, what what I really like with this is after Klemper, you know, gives him the push yeah. and Gordon comes in because Harvey kind of collapses. I think it just the thought of it all. Um, yeah. I think that's almost like a moment where it's like Har- you just kind of feel like Harvey's going to let let him out, let that suppressed yeah. version out. Uh, Gordon interrupts it. And then we do get just like a it's I think it's great. We get one more page. To just kind of see that, like, yeah, there's to to see that there's no doubt here that Klemper's a bad dude. We already know, but then we see even more of his cocky arrogance, and he has this massive mansion, and he's telling all these, you know, one percenters 
about basically <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, drug my name through the mud, but that's okay. Cause I'm just going to sue them and they're going to pay me blah, blah, blah. And you know, I'm yeah. set for life now and I'm going to milk them even more. So you're getting more of like this serial killer is getting off scot-free yeah. and he's going to get a handsome reward out of yeah. it. And, and then he it's wants like, Harvey Dent to pay. Like, yes, you know, exactly. Like, yeah. But then it's um, great irony too. He pushed Harvey to yeah. let his inner Harvey out. And what does Harvey do with that? Blows up Klemper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went, Wild. so I do like this uh, dc.fandom.com website is a great resource of um, comic, you know, uh, individual comics and runs and stuff like that. And so we haven't mentioned much uh, writer Andrew Helfer. Oh, yeah. So this is to source the dc.fandom.com. Um, they said that Helfer originally provided an in depth depiction of how Dr. Klemper's house had been rigged to explode. This was truncated in the final version of the story over concerns that readers would attempt to imitate it in real life. Mm. Like, yeah. that's interesting. I think we've come a, a long way now that, like, we would see tv movies comics something like we probably would see because now for whatever reason we need every single thing explained that we would see it these days uh didn't bother me at all it took me almost like a reading down the page and then go back up and do it again to kind of put the pieces together like oh wait okay 2 a.m then it's 4 30 a.m so some time has passed somebody's either entering or exiting and then boom, it's like, oh, okay, I put it together. It took me like a second to just kind of gotcha. But I love that Harvey calls him and then he even says, you know, I've taken your advice. Yeah, <laughs> I love boom. that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice, like, okay. And so um yeah, man, that that that's kind of it is the it's kind of the poetic justice of like, well, you pushed him and you got what you paid for. And so yeah. Um I like the I like the other stuff that kind of gets there's a lot of other um if you keep pulling at the thread, you'll see them. There's a lot of um, like relational aspects in the story. Like you have, I love the part where Batman is watching Gordon and um, Harvey on top of police headquarters. And he's kind of jealous of them. Like, man, I'm not able to get close. Like they are, they're talking about their families. He's like, I can read their lips. (laughs) You know, he lets us know in his notes. And he he's, he's kind of like, I'll never be able to have that normalcy that they have. I, you know, I designed the costume to instill fear in the minds of criminals. I suppose I may have succeeded too well. Yeah, yeah. He's still an outlier, even though in this relationship that is demonstrated so well and that they're really focused on in the long Halloween of this, you know, this tr- this trio, yeah. all out for the same goal. It's like yeah. he's an outlier. They aren't. They kind of are in this story a trio. Yeah. But two thirds of them are really close, and the one is yeah. pretty distant still. Yeah. But so and that's that was the one of the things I wanted to bring up. Like this is really the first like dent in Gordon and Batman on a rooftop together. You know, we always say it's from the long Halloween, but it's really here. And so Gordon's bringing them together because Gordon feels like here, here's the thing, Batman, you're good at like bringing these guys in because the other problem now is uh, they have to deal with is all these guys that you bring in. We have nothing on them and they're mm-hmm. all dirt bags, but they get released. We need evidence. Yeah. So I'm going to team you up with Harvey Dent and that way you guys can like be a team that you guys can help clean up, right? Cuz 
he's like, this is Harvey Dent. And Batman's like, ah, I know who you are. Cause we go back to year one. Like they had a little bit of a connection there. Right. Yeah. And so, so now Dent and Batman are working together to clean up Gotham and it's starting to work. Right. Yeah. But Dent's starting to get so obsessed with it that he's like, when, when something doesn't stick, he's trying to get Batman to do some dirty work. And Batman's like, no, he even tells him put a gun, <laughs> slip into his house and put a gun there. And Batman's like, I won't do that. So Batman still has his moral code. Harvey is starting to slip and Batman is starting to go, there's something up with Harvey. Cause remember he visits the, Gordon. The Klemper case is still on him too. Like when they yes. have their meeting on the roof and even he, and he brings it up of kind of like, and Harvey seems almost a little dismissive of like, for some reason that one's not so important to him, but yeah, let's, let's do this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I want to backtrack a little bit of a point that stuck out to me of uh, Batman visiting Gordon in his office. Yeah, I think they both almost sound a little out of character uh, by now standards in the sense of Gordon talks about basically was it, is it a uh, man in a holding cell across the street, a killer sure as I've ever seen. Oh, him. yeah. By tomorrow morning, he'll be free. And he's loading up his gun. And it's almost like him and Batman both talking about, you know, killing. And then yeah. they're like, but nah. And I'm like. I just kind of feel like the now we're at a point that both of those characters are on the same page of like, no, this isn't even a discussion. Like they yeah. don't even flaunt the idea. Yeah. And if it's ever crossing a line, it's almost like punching a guy three times when he's down, except instead of just once, like yeah. that's as far as they go. We're here. It, I don't know that something with me with that. I'm like, this seems a little different than what we're used to now because yeah. they're talking about killing somebody yeah well i didn't batman's not batman's not considering he's actually don't jim you know jim it's not a not... it's not a good idea is his actual text or his yeah. actual dialogue i consider doing this i consider doing the same thing but i thought better of it like yeah well remember in the alley he's all huh. he made me want to he want this this guy's such a like a creep that Batman considered breaking his rule, but like he's not going to do that. He has to hold on to his conviction because I mean, he even guess even yeah because yeah, he he even even like when they're on the roof and they're they're talking about like well you know he got blowed up you know and Batman's like and that guy will pay for his crimes as well like Batman's still like even though like Klemper got you know the bonus is Klemper's gone right but yeah there's still someone that took him out like I think you know Batman's he he's again early Batman, but he's coming into like, I have to, I have to maintain this. This is what I'm committed to. He even tells Dent, I'm committed. Remember, he's like, are you committed to this? And he's like, this is what, you know, remember Batman's obsessive, crazy vigilante. Like, like, this is why he dresses up as a bat to like, to combat, you know, crime to make sure this doesn't happen again to anybody else. Right. And so Batman's like, if teaming up with Dent is going to help my mission, I'm there. I'm committed, you know, but the closer they work together, the more he's starting to see Harvey's cracks. And that's why he's, that's why he goes to Gordon's house, which I love. It's kind of a little, it's a little Batman begins this, you know, like it's like nice place, you know, you need some security, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. There I'm noticing some weaknesses in Dent. Um, and, and Gordon's like, really? I, I don't, I'm, I'm not aware of that. And so mm-hmm. you know, he kind of gives them a, I'm, I can't work with them anymore. Kind of a, a combo. And so, um, and I know I might be skipping a little bit. I don't want to give all the details away, but um, um, I just I I really like this story. I think it's that early Batman stuff 
the the beginnings of the relationships and 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 how they kind of worked it around uh you know they're they seem so real the characters seem so real because like yeah the you know how like batman's a little like oh i wish i could you know you know hear about you know gordon's family and, and harvey talking about their kid you know or you, you know i'm saying trying trying to trying to have a baby you know like i want to have those conversations and then on the flip of it gordon's now jealous man i haven't heard from batman in a long time like he even admits like i'm jealous it's i'm jealous yeah. because he's seen how well they're working together and it's like yeah, yeah. gordon started the batman relationship yeah, yeah he's like man, that's my he, bro he, don't take my yeah, bro and he, and he introduced him like hey you guys should work together and now so i i just that little layer of it is is such a cool like human part of it like there's this crazy yeah. story it's the origin of two-face but we're also talking about like hey these guys have a, a developing friendship you know and we know how it ends but it's i just i just love that those pieces were put in there man that's why it's it's such a great that's why i think it's such a great story there's i so think it's there. a reading this it just it made me think more of i can see how the long halloween is a an expansion of the story mm-hmm. you know yeah. this is let's just focus on harvey gordon batman yeah forget the rise of the freaks forget yeah. all of the mob fights and all that stuff just these three and what turns harvey dent and then Long Halloween expands on it and includes more and it makes it more of an epic and stuff. But the bare bones of it, I can find in this. And when you do reduce something, it gives you the time and space to really make it character focused. Yeah. In which this is like we have. I mean, do we have much internal dialogue of Harvey? I don't other than the when he's flipping the coin and. But like other than that, it's mostly, you know, internal dialogue of Gordon and Batman. Yeah. You know, about those two, which I think works really well, too, because maybe. It, I don't know, because I guess Harvey, you could do it could be interesting of him internally talking to. I just keep saying big, bad, hard. Um, yeah. Talking to two phases, we'll say. Um, just in his dreams and stuff, he's really having his internal. Yeah. Stuff, you know. Um, I think so. I mentioned um, relations to Long Halloween and stuff like that, but we have Boss Maroney here, but his name yeah. is actually Vincent Maroney. Yeah, Vincent and then Boss Maroney. Fields, Vernon Fields in the Long Halloween, oh. Adrian Fields here. Yeah. But what is uh, similar and kind of carries over is the fact of like, as in the, like, the debut of harvey kent in detective 66 <laughs> yeah maroney throws the acid in the courtroom at harvey's face that's yeah. what happens here that's kind of what sticks and then fields is the one that provides that acid and his two is harvey's assistant but it's two time in him because of maroney and that happens here as well mm-hmm. so i found that kind of that stuff uh interesting in like what has carried over through the different stories and everything and um I do like that. And like I said, like minor little remixes, but nothing, nothing big. And then that DC fandom um, website said that Gilda's full name is Gilda Grace Dent. Yeah. And so I never like, I don't know. Call me a bad fan. I don't know. I've never Back known card. that being the Take full. It. Yeah. <laughs> I've never known that to be the full name. I know in the cartoon it was Grace. Yeah. In the Long Halloween, Gilda. Gilda. In the original Detective Comics 66, 
Gilda. Here, Gilda. But then Grace. And Grace. But then Gilda. And Grace. And called, like, so hmm. it's like, oh, okay. So I, maybe they were trying to like uh, make that the canon. Like, hey, you know, you know, sure. you, you're, the nickname. Like, I don't know if you. I don't mean I don't call my wife by her her middle her middle name. Is yeah. Name. <laughs> I mean, but okay, sure. But yeah, is what uh, it is. That's right. Uh, let's see what else. So I did mention. So that rooftop scene where Dent and Gordon meet. Yeah. So it's page 24 of the comic. That to me is the most Gordon year one as he's standing there in the long trench coat. And then there's like yeah. a, a smaller panel up close on him. That totally looks like, you know, I've got a friend coming at the end yeah. of year one. Oh yeah, um, that's definitely, that's definitely like indicative of that. Uh, other things, Batman visiting Gordon in his office made me think animated series when Batman always meets Gordon in his office. Yeah. Um, I told you of like, I mean, I you notice there's not a lot of knows. Batman. There's only one scene in here where he just disappears and he's all, he does that. Remember when he's in the alley with Klimper, he's all yeah. the Batfellow. And, and so there, you know, there's a thing of him. He does that. But mostly in these, in this story, mm-hmm. Batman just, he leaves like it's a little more like you know I'm you not, see him I'm, you yeah he's like all right i'm leaving i'm crawling out the window you know mm-hmm. so i do like the when he shows up at gordon's house he's like they're eating dinner and over over uh <laughs> over barbara's shoulder you see he's like yeah come on out <laughs> uh, can you imagine like, like he's just sitting there talking and blah 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 yeah excuse me a moment i'll be right back yeah. <laughs> just drops dinner and disappears yeah. going outside yeah. What? I'll be right back. What? And then there he is. Batman just standing in the yard. Yeah. Hey, what's up, bro? I know you're jealous, <laughs> but you're still my bro. <laughs> nice spot. Nice house. Yeah. <laughs> get some security. Yeah. Yeah. Get some. So you need some security here. So. Um. Yeah. Let's see. I mean, I guess would you say that Harvey totally loses it? He's completely crossed over the edge when he takes out. Um. Is it Pike? Yeah. The, yeah. Um, Pike in the garage. Yeah. I think, I think that was, well, cause remember he wakes up, he wakes up out of his dream. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's like, I just gotta, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get ready for this case. He's amped up this to, yeah, to the Maroney take, case to take Maroney out. Right. So he's kind of like got the adrenaline going. And so even when the guy sneaks up behind him to try to, you know, choke him with the wire, he, he pulls a little judo roll and, <laughs> and flips him over and he beats the snot at him he kills him right i was gonna you say know. it kills him essentially we don't i was know. curious though like oh they don't was i guess he's is okay because it was self-defense because like they, it... I, wouldn't they lock him like this is literally the morning earlier today harvey didn't bludgeon the man to death because he attacked him but now he's gonna step into the courtroom you know um it's it's interesting but yeah he's having he's he's having those dreams and so he's you know in his dream he he shoots Maroney, right? He's having this like vision of like, uh, you know, here's what I really, really do, and so that the, the the unhinging of his mind is happening, and yeah. the gavel the gavel snaps him out of it. Like, so it's kind of it's kind of funny. There's a, another reversal here of instead of him shooting Maroney, which Maroney wanted to do as well. He was trying to say, hey, you mm-hmm. can sneak that gun in. That's how. That's how. Like Maroney was coming to terms with like, I'm going down, man. If I'm gonna go down. Might as well, you know, take this guy out, right? Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I I do believe like 
you know, dense, the whole thing dense has been, dent has been unhinged. It's just a slow, like, it's the slow, like, collapse of it. You know, I think everything's happening. The, the visions, the, like, the the dreams, the, you know, just even the, the, the excuse to turn the violence on given to him by Kempler. Like, okay, I need, I, there's two separate people. It's almost like it, he has the permission because it's not me it's harvey who's doing it it's the good boy the bad boy is doing you know the yeah. you know the murdering and, and the you know the assaults that's that side of it and i can separate myself you know well essentially <clears throat> i'm wondering where in the long halloween i do think the acid on the face that's the last straw that broke the camel's back you know that He's not the same after that. Yeah, I think here, that's the same here. I think that's you think the same so here, because yeah, I was because... wondering too of when he beats Pike, and then it's like, is he already at that point, and now he just physically is matching the inside, or does it no. does that acid have to happen? Because that's what really pushes him over for yeah. good. Yeah, because I think the acid is what defines him. It's like okay, sure. now I've been giving my I am that he starts going we now it's we. As soon as he wakes up and he's he's aware of like what happened, he starts talking. We we are going to do this, you know. We are a full head, um, and so that's the you know that's his that's his new birth is is the acid on the face. They conceal it pretty well, also I think. Um, although it's funny because it is on the you know it's on the cover. Yeah, <laughs> but you know we do get harvey's first person perspective on the page of mm -hmm. grace in the hotel or in the hospital doctor yeah. and nurses coming in and then the next page we're just seeing him flipping the coin we see the good half yeah um in the light that he's thinking about and then when he's sitting <clears throat> sitting on the bed we're only seeing the good half so and then it like works its way up to a most most reveal of the bad side and i think that was done yeah. pretty well of like yeah we know what he looks like and all that stuff but in context of the story it's a good little like holding yeah. it holding it there it is yeah well i didn't know i mean i, I mean i knew on the, the cover but i didn't know like how this went so me reading it was like really cool as a kid but what um, and and then it's it's also interesting in the sense of of course killing is bad mm -hmm. he doesn't go completely bad i don't think until he just shoots and kills that poor security officer at his dad's building yeah because otherwise he goes after uh his i mean he just grabs adrian fields yeah well i guess well he knocks out the dude that wheels him out yeah the nurse the takes the nurse the hospital. out you know. And then you do hear the gunshots, but I guess we never see or know did he kill anybody or not. But then he just takes Fields upstairs, and like Fields kind of you know he's responsible. Yeah. Um, well, he was, I think he's going to take Fields out, and then Fields offers him like, "Hey, if you let me go, I'm going to give you complete power to run Gotham." And so, and it's completely accidental because he's yeah. trying to fire at Batman and hits yeah. Fields. So it, it is almost just kind of like even in this state to me. I mean, he's just a little bit more carefree, mm -hmm. uh, but he's still not just like walking out in Gotham and popping people that are just walking down the street or anything like that. He's calculated, like not calculated. He, um, he knows he's after the bad, the bad guys and not just 
in essence. Yeah. Just not the right way about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think at this point he's like, he has nothing left. How do I come back from this, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, kind of like the Dark Knight. Like, there's no coming back from this, right? Like, there is he, no he, escape from this. He, he knows, like, this either ends, this ends with me dying, right? I can't continue yeah. on doing my life this way. But Fields gives him, you know, access to to be a criminal to, like, you can run this city. Here's all. You can be a vigilante, Harvey. Yeah. So, Vengeance. so yeah, it's 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 wild. So then he shoots and kills the sports security officer, but then goes up and just, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's him himself giving forgiveness to his dad, or if it's just like, I'm just leaving it up to the coin, and it's final after that. Okay, yeah, head side yeah. up. See ya. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think that's where he's he's he was talking about like, hey you never gave me a choice dad like you were going to beat me and so he he wanted to at least show his dad like well i'm still going to give you a choice like there's you know as demented as it is either you're going to live or you're going to die you know yeah like you couldn't even give me that as a kid and so yeah and so then you know and that man gets involved saves the day kind of it's what he does what he does he's batman what do you think of the epilogue? <laughs> yeah, that was wild. It's just like, you know, how many times are we going to have Harvey Dent get plastic surgery again on his face? But it was cool. It was, it, I mean, it's like, this is what, this is what's going to happen. He's he's not, he can't be, especially now that he's he's been, he's been, you know, created. He is Two-Face. He can't go back to being Harvey because he still has yeah. to deal with the voices and the, you know, the schizophrenia that he that he deals with right the the, yep. the disorder and so it's even crazier because he's claws it all away yeah gnarly so <laughs> that page that second to last panel in this comic it's it's wild man he's like in arkham just hands filled with blood there's blood on his side you know obviously on the left side of his shirt the blood's kind of dripping all over there and it it just kind of ends. Gordon driving off, and he says he has no choice at all. You know, in a guy who's who's obsessed about the choice. Okay, if it lands on this, but he does not have a choice when it comes to being Two Face. Like yeah. I am both of these. You know, that's always going to be there. Yeah. So you can yeah. fix the look on you know on the outside, but inside that's always there. Yeah. And so there's like I don't know. That's some more like good drama. Because that just doesn't mean like, doesn't mean you give up. Because but then also, isn't it like a insanity is like doing the same thing, expecting a different outcome or something? Yeah, you know whatever. It's like so you can't give up, but yet you're gonna keep going this route where you know how it ends. Like the guy, you see nothing but improvements. His face is healed, and then he just claws claws himself so that he resembles you know, Two-Face again. So it's like, huh, I don't know what you do there. But then us as comic fans, like, well, we don't ever want Harvey Dent to be fully healed because then there's no more Two-Face stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you have, when we did, I think we did pretty good uh, hitting all the high points. Do you have anything yeah, we, we I mean, didn't touch on you wanted to? 
No, I, th I think I think the as far as the story goes, I think we hit everything. I mean, I I still think it's it's probably one of the the best annuals that has been put out in Batman comics. Like not tied to a giant event, well crafted. Like Helfer, like I only know him from editing the Justice League International books. Like that's kind gotcha. of like I know what he did. Um, I don't know how much like writing he's done other than this. Like it's not a. Uh, I'm like, oh, did he write other things? Like, um, probably, you know, I, I, I just, I just don't know everything that he wrote. I'm sorry. Like, I know he's probably done some like compilations and stuff. Um, um, I'd love to read other Batman stories that he's written because he, I, I love what he did here. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I only know that he did some Judge Dredd stuff, but I don't know, like, you know. I just don't know. I'd I'd have to look. I didn't I didn't like do any research on Andy Andy Helfer. I just knew he he did the Justice League International editing. He was the editor on that book, and those are my favorite. I love Justice League International. It's like one of my favorite comics. So, um, you showed me the yeah. omnibus of that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> That's why my shoulder hurts. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> just curling omnibuses. Yeah. Um. All right, well, let's get to some favorites, shall we? Yeah. Justin, what was your favorite part of The Eye of the Beholder? My favorite part of this whole story? Oh, man. I I don't know. Man, that's a hard one, dude. It's a really hard because this, this, this sum of all of it is like my, it's just my, the whole thing's like my favorite. But there is a moment I like with, I like when Batman internalizes like, man, this is like when he is with the binoculars and he's watching mm -hmm. uh, Dent and gordon i don't know if it's my favorite but it really just stuck to me like man he he longs for that just to have friends and he's like i can't look look at look what i've done i've created a suit i'm here to scare people i'm weird i'm a weirdo and it's pointed <laughs> out to him numerous times like, i'm a well, weirdo you put a, you put a batman suit on you know that, that yeah. you're not you're not normal and so um just just those little moments of him being um dealing with his own humanity right yeah. you have you have Two Face dealing with like I'm two people like being uncomfortable there. Batman's like I I can never have that normal conversation with these two guys. It's always going to be like about a, freaks of Gotham. Self evaluation slash self reflective, and instead of where he's being like humanistic yeah. and real about it, yeah. um, because we love the comics, but yeah, if you take like a real approach to that, then you can totally see that like this isn't normal. Um, yeah. rather than I think elements that we've seen in comics with Batman of like he's just kind of a stubborn a-hole. Yeah. Um, or he doesn't provide that moment. Instead, it's just like boat on the gas, forehead, deal with it. Yeah. You know, something like that. And here is actually, I don't know, he's being he's just being honest and true. So yeah, I think that's a good moment. Um, I actually do kind of like the epilogue because it is um there's there's a sadness about it, there's some good drama about that. It has yeah. it's a story that like though it ends you can you can kind of keep the story going on yourself and not knowing yeah. like man harvey's almost recovered and then he does it to himself like there's a, a lot there but just purely on like what it looks like and feels reminds me of and everything i love batman going to gordon's office because it does remind me of the animated series when batman shows up in gordon's office and yeah. uh stuff like that and i i love those moments um, I mean, it's briefly in the long Halloween also and stuff like that, too. But I just love Batman showing up, you know, um, spanning, giving more depth with that relationship of Gordon and Batman. They're on the same team. They speak yeah. 
as mutuals and stuff. I always like, I always like those moments. Yeah, they're great. Uh, how about your favorite panel? Oh shoot, I was there. Ready you for go. That one. Yeah. So this panel, as a kid, I would always try to draw this. I love this angle. I oh. think I feel like Bray Fogel did a similar, but dude, this page is beautiful. I wish that it had no words on it, and they should make a poster coming down it's on just... Klemper. Oh, look at that! Yeah, coming down on Klemper. Like it up on here. Just so page seven. Page seven, man. Just Batman leaping. Like so, it's it's Batman's cape is filling the top. Yeah. part of the page and it's just that's a behind shot so you got his like you know legs he's just on a rope going down into like an alley and just the way the shadows are working there like this is a really nice like piece and it's such a cool like image of batman um you know you, you don't get the mask or anything but it doesn't matter to me i'm like that's batman that's you what know who does. that is <laughs> yeah and it it just kind of encapsulates like um, he's hunting he's gonna he's, he's jumping into an alley and he's gonna fight some crime so i I love that image that image like sticks out yeah, in my head like i can good. see it so i mentioned here on the show a lot of you know images that you could kind of look at with no context and create a story yeah. around i think you totally could hear i mean mm-hmm. it's, it's internal he says that's him i feel it maybe i'm yeah. learning that can be on the page and i think you could feel like totally see i'm like oh this is batman yeah. he's gonna get the bad guy you yeah. take that away and you could be like that's batman he's gonna go get the bad guy you know sort yeah. of so it's, it totally it's works. A cool yeah, it's picture, cool. like that alleyway looks great. Like everything about that is so nicely rendered. I love that page so much. I love it. Mine comes from <gasps> page fourteen. Oh, you son of a gun! Batman coming into Gordon's office, and he's kind of yeah. kneeled down. Just came through the window. Yeah. That's a great picture. I yeah. like it. I think Batman yeah. looks good. Um, there's a lot of different versions of Batman that I like drawn. I like Batman, the fit and more lean look, I think more than the massive Hulk, you know, which of course there's a tons of good art and stuff with him in that shape. This is more of a a leaner type Batman. I I like it. I just like how he's down and his capes over him and looks good. Yeah. Like, like I, I think like a Val Kilmer, you know, he's not super like buffed out like a Val Kilmer ish Batman, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, that's I mean, that's what good. I think about. I think of, of, he's not super bulky, but he's probably in some kind of like, he's, you know, he's an athlete. That, he's in great shape. Like Batman's a ninja. He's not he's not a he's not a pro wrestler. I get like, you know, muscles and everything like that, like in illustration. But yeah, it always makes more sense for him to be a little more like um, like agile. Yeah. Agile type of guy. Like, you know, Superman can be a little buffer because Kryptonians, they suck the sun and it makes this their m- muscles pump up. Right. This massive Triple H dude, you think that he's bat roping and crouching down in crevices and stuff? Nope. No, he's not. He, he can't stuck. get through. He got stuck. He's like, oh, he got stuck in the vent. He can't. It's the game. So this one, this is a, comes with an asterisk around it. Ooh. Would you like to see this story adapted in animation? Um, I feel like we kind of have. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it, but. um. Um, it'd have to be really stylized. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, I would, I would, I would love to see it as an actual TV show. If, if they did like, if, if, um, if James Gunn, now that he's running all this stuff, was Heard able to him. do, was able to do a anthology show, just, 
you know, called Who's Who or something like that, or Ooh. Secret or Secret Origins or whatever. Joe Potato. That's the first episode. Remember? Joe Potato. The first one. <laughs> this would be a cool episode. I mean, maybe this, maybe could this be put into an hour, maybe a ninety-minute like thing? Maybe it's a two-parter. Oh, hey, hey, I mean, oh. this even ha- this is even broken in the two chapters. We forgot to mention that. It's yeah, part, part one, part two. two. Yeah. Um, this would be a great. Look episode i mean if, especially if they want to have tv and movies feed into each other like what a great way to introduce a character like hey here's the origin of two-face i i think it could be done really well um i i, I absolutely think that's what i would love to see it's, i'd love to see it played out um because it's a it's a great storyboard to do that so yeah i mean i don't know animation would be cool but like um you're right i mean we've seen this so many times in animation i i would i would like both how about both, please? Yeah, both. <laughs> With a side of both. I don't I don't know. Because the two-phase two-parter from the animated series, first off, animated series is so popular. Second, the two-phase two-parter is um highly regarded. And yeah. then you have the long Halloween, obviously highly regarded. And you have the Dark Knight, obviously highly regarded. That I don't know that people would be asking for another Harvey Dent origin story. Yeah. Um, this one, but this one, I, but, is, is, if it was, but what I like about adapting this is it's more accurate. I'm always an accurate. Like I, I've always hated like the bombs blowing up and destroying his face. I'm like, oh come on! Like we only got it in forever. <laughs> we only got the Maroni splash of acid in forever. Every other movie, I mean, that's true. Been, like the animated series, it was you know blow. It, it Dark Knight and animated series kind of had similar. There was a bomb blowing up out of you know the 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 barrels, and they get him. You know. I like the idea of like it happening in the courtroom and like, oh my gosh, like our favorite DA. I mean, it's caught the tragedy's caught on camera in the in you know on like in front of everybody. Like, oh, what the heck? Like, that's the that's there's that. Sorry, going back. Um, there's a, that one panel where after Maroney gets him with the acid, he's on the ground while everyone's in commotion. It mm-hmm. zooms in on him and his hands just over his eye. Like, I feel like that's eye of the beholder right there. Is like he's covering his face, and you see the the damaged eye kind of. Sorry, I'm covering my mouth here. You see the damaged eye peeking through the hand. Such a great shot, and it's like, like I can see that play out. Like all of a sudden, the the people, oh my gosh, screaming gets slowly, slowly like uh, muffled, and you just zoom in, and it's just like you hear two faces like monologue, like I'm a good boy, I'm a good boy. Oh man, I woo goosebumps. <laughs> hear it. I left, out, James Gunn. I left out totally of the long Halloween animated adaptation just, you know, two years ago. Um, did it too. So I feel yeah. like it's fresh. And yeah. Ah. <laughs> I feel like it is fresh in a lot of people's minds. But kind of like you said, though, like you could do it to where it's even more comic accurate. That would make it different than what we have yeah. seen. So, so. Um, if this Cape Crusader show has. Uh, you know, conversion of dense. I just hope that in the live action movies, if they bring in Harvey Dent and in animation, they bring him that we get to see some good Harvey Dent as DA before yeah. he turns. I'd yeah, really I, like to see a lot of him and Batman working together yeah. for the turn. I'd like some good yeah. Harvey Dent time before that. Yeah. That's all that I'd ask. That's yeah. I a hundred percent agree. That's where I'm like, I still, my big lament and I love Batman begins, but Harvey Dent should have been in that film. Yeah. It could have been cool. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know, but I won't go back and be like, oh, that's where they screwed up here, 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 or anything like that. It's just like, oh, it's something that we haven't gotten yet. Yeah. I'd like to see a lot of that time yeah. before the, the turn. 
But they so, screwed up. Uh, <laughs> just needs to dark night. You heard it. Um, I, no, 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 not at all. Uh, final, final thoughts on uh, the eye of the beholder. Yeah, this is a top, uh, top three Two Face story. Oh, top two. It's a top two Two Face story. I feel like it's. I feel like you have to read this, and then you got to read Long Halloween to kind of get a nice, like, yeah. Oh man, this is a good take on who he is and his character. Um, yeah, I, I. That's why it's in those collections. I imagine because it's so good. Like, I, there's really no need to do another like Two Face, um, you know, origin thing. But mm-hmm. I, I need to reread the one from this year, one year later. Not one year later, one bad day, right? Is there a one bad day Two-Face? I feel like uh, really... mine and Pete's least favorite of them all. Really? I liked it. But of all to... of them I... that were released, that was that one was, uh, if I had to rank them, that one came in last. And I, Pete I feel did. like I read it maybe. Did I read it? No. I don't know if I read it. I, I read so many of them. Like, I'm trying to remember like the one who was, what was the one where the like, guy was at school? That was the riddler one i read i like the riddler one Pete didn't like the riddler one yeah anyways there were um, eight of them yeah i don't have to go back but i felt like i didn't read two-face was the one. second one released too so oh, you're talking about like did. seven eight months ago or so so i have to look it's it up man uh, I, I, i'm i'm lost i don't know where i'm at in <laughs> comic. i just need to stop reading comics i'm with you what never <laughs> uh i'm with you of like this is definitely a top two-face story I'd have before I can just flat out say, of course, I'm always going to say Long Halloween is number one Two Face story. Uh, yeah. I'd have to go through and look at some of the other options, but I think maybe this would be right behind it because I think this is really good. Um, it gets a lot accomplished in a you know fifty plus page story. Yeah, but I don't think you. I didn't feel shortchanged by any means. No, um, it feels different enough that. I can go back and forth and like read the long Halloween and then be like, well, now I'm going to read Batman annual 14, not be, yeah. and not feel like, well, I just read this. Like it is, it's different enough. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's quality. The art's good. Uh, covers great story's yeah. good. So yeah. Um, there you go. And if, if you listen to this and you haven't read it yet, I don't think, you know, it's going to happen. So it's like not like we necessarily spoiled it, but it's a quality read that I think. You should definitely yeah. It, it, I think it's a great, it's like a great, uh, you know, crime story. I think yeah. if you, you'll you'll love it, you'll love it, you'll love it. Uh, it's Justin's guarantee. My so. guarantee. If you don't like it, we'll talk about it. So I know you said you need to stop reading comics, but please don't stop reading comics and come back okay. on the Batman Book Club. So like, all right, the Batman Book Club, and you got to catch up to Pete. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> find. My, I gotta find my my next story that I feel really. You got some time. About. I got some time. No, I, next. I well, play. actually, the next time it may not be until October. And we've oh done God, the I Red Rain trilogy, so I can't come back on to October. <laughs> I mean, we're it's booked the next two months at Are least. You so, dude, that's, yeah, that's wild. I mean, that's a good problem. It's a good problem. Let's kick, let's but kick, let's kick somebody off. Like, you have any high profile off. guests? Goodbye. Kick them off. Uh, Ryan Haas. <laughs> but what's his book? Mario. Give Batman, him the boot. Batman and Mario. Or Batman something. and Mario. Oh my gosh! Give yeah. me that comic book. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> yeah King Koopa is yeah. infected with smilex and then you know yeah you know you're coming up with some the good plumbers ideas, so the plumbers that find their way into the bat cave somehow like oh you I know love it yeah okay done there you go the, oh my gosh the plumber alfred calls the plumbers it's the mario brothers it's actually clay has gotten stuck in the in the pipes <laughs> oh face. shoot i i <laughs> sorry there was there was one thing i wanted to talk about in this story i'm so sorry 
I love what outfits. Here's like. our epilogue. Your, okay, your costume <laughs> smells so bad. Yeah, like this is in the Batcave, and Alfred's like, you should probably wash that. Yes, yeah. and it's almost like, nope. He's like, I gotta go. <laughs> Got he's things like, to do, Alfred. And he's and and Alfred's like, oh man, like I feel bad for the the criminals that are downwind for me. And heaven help any criminals downwind. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love that. Sorry, the that was... brief, brief Alfred appearance, but I mean, he makes it count. He made, he made it, and he made it count, and I, I actually really like that. So yeah, <laughs> so nice, nice little addition. Uh, so yeah, thanks for coming back on, Justin Kowalski. Um, please plug away anything and everything you want. Plugging away. I got Plugging not away. a lot of stuff to plug, except okay. I need to return. I need to return to the Batcave. I need to return to the Batcave of. Michael Keaton, Batman 89, uh, chapter by chapter. Check those out um, soon. <laughs> soon is I just, I need um, someone to jump on with me. So, uh, you know, maybe a lot of going on. on be a, so. Chapter by chapter. We got to be getting yeah. close to uh, Descent into Darkness, right? Uh, we're, we're, that's a popular, everyone wants to be on getting that there. one. So, yeah, yeah. So we just yeah. got to get through uh, some. But Vicky I don't care and, about them. You got to get some Vicky. Uh, I don't care about them. Bruce Vicky waiting. Yeah, Vicky, yeah, Vicky waiting. So all right. Okay. How about your Twitter? Follow Plug your me. Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, Justin M. Kowalski, for my sweet takes. Your sweet takes. There you go. <laughs> Love it. For your sweet takes. Uh follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC for latest episode drops, uh, upcoming episodes, and sometimes some giveaways. Also subscribe to the Batman Book Club YouTube channel. Uh, where Pete and I have recently returned to the road to no man's land and we're wrapping that up and we're going to continue on to no man's land. No man's land. Finally going to get to that omnibus. Here we go. So check that out as well as some past video versions of episodes with um, creators that I have had uh, recently. Uh, Let's see if you want to support the show variety of ways you can do that. Like I said at the top, patreon.com slash the Batman BC tpublic.com and type in TBBC for the Batman book club. So you can get some sweet merchandise with that excellent Kowalski approved and created uh logo for the show splattered nice all over day. some goods. He's a decent dude. Good people. Uh, but if you want to support the show and you don't want to spend any money at all, it's 100% AO. A-okay. The easiest, quickest, and most impactful thing you can do is rate and review the show on your podcast provider. So Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, iHeartRadio, any of those, go to the rate and review page and rate and review the show because the more reviews the show gets, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, the word is panic. panic. Boom. So panic. for Justin Kowalski, I am Ryan Lauer. Until next time, read my Batman comics. Yeah, no, 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 no,